friends, Romans listeners. Welcome back to Complete the Narrative, the podcast brought to you by your hosts, Sean, John, and Uncle Jim. Today we talk about an amazing GoFundMe entrepreneur who wants you to pay for his wedding ring. Without further ado, take it away. All right, everybody, it's February 4th. It's another episode of Completing the Narrative with Uncle Jimmy, Sean, and John. Today, uh, I think we're going to start off by talking about GoFundMe and an interesting um, uh, entrepreneur that posted <laughs> that posted a GoFundMe, uh, I don't know, what do you, what do you call it, um, proposition. So, Uncle Jimmy, I think you got the story. Could you frame it up for all of us? Well, real quick, I like calling him an entrepreneur. It's kind of like when uh, the water boy was an H2O dispersal specialist. I, wor- I worked at Friendly's and I was a dessert specialist briefly. He's an entrepreneur. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we're going yeah, to give him that latitude. Uh, so, so anyway, GoFundMe, uh, as a, just a quick background and definition, it's a crowd, uh, crowdfunding platform right, that allows people to raise money uh, for events uh, that range from uh, a life events such as celebrations, graduations, to extremely challenging circumstances, automobile accidents, sick, uh, sick children, various illnesses, uh, they tend to try to be apolitical. And um, they, for example, uh, and they, they have previously taken down campaigns to fund uh, someone's abortion. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I, which, you know, but simultaneously, they, they've also um, kept pro-life campaigns uh, up on there. And, and so that's generally the, the framework. But the reason we're all here today is the, my esteemed colleagues have alluded to is uh, a gentleman by the name of Ken Mack. Who Entrepreneur. Is, Oh, uh, forgive me. Entrepreneur Ken Mack. You're exactly right. Let's refer to him going forward as the esteemed entrepreneur Ken Mack. Uh, has put together a, uh, a yours, uh, a GoFunding uh, for a, an engagement ring for his uh, uh, fiance, who has yet to be uh, actually presented. We don't know who she is. So uh, with, uh, with your permission, I'm going to uh, read to you verbatim. Um, the talented uh, entrepreneur Ken Max uh, go funding uh, advertisement. Here we go. Uh, I meet a beautiful young lady, and I feel if I don't make her an honest woman and wife here quick, she may not become whole. So I'm asking for help with an engagement ring. Parenthetically, engagement ring in capital letters. Yours truly, former. Playa that's hanging up his Playa shoes. Okay. <laughs> that was awesome. So, All Uncle right. Jimmy, can I tell you my favorite part about this story? Go. <laughs> um, he's not doing it for him. Mm. He's doing it for her. He's saving her. Yeah. He wants he, to make an honest woman out of her. He's not honest, <laughs> and he's going to make her honest because without him, she will not be whole. Whoa, dude! I, without his five thousand dollar GoFundMe ring, <laughs> does he qualify for uh, a tax-free uh, exemption of any he kind? He should. He should. Like a nonprofit uh, for for charity organization with this. Oh, there's no question. I mean, I haven't seen the likes of a man like this since Francis of Assisi. I mean, this guy is just tremendous. But if if I may, guys, and and I'll let you go, but. I, I, I would rather see him raise, uh, raise a little money to possibly go to adult education or night school to learn how to write. Yeah. <laughs> because, because this was the most egregious example of the English language I can recall seeing actually printed in a long time. There wasn't 
one punctuation. Spelling was atrocious, and I'm not quite sure what he said, but I think I got the general idea. And can someone please tell me what a playa is? Now, granted, I want to say for you guys, I'm older than you. I think I know, but can someone tell me that, please? What is a playa? <laughs> uh, I describe them as people who go to clubs and get bottle service and put it on a credit card, rack up debt, and... um uh, try to sleep with women, usually unsuccessfully, or they all sleep with the same woman. Yeah, self-proclaimed players are guys who think of themselves as being a ladies' man, but generally are unsuccessful, I think. It would be the way to the way I'd describe <laughs> that. But, but you guys, for what you guys have just said... <laughs> for what you guys is that John? That's little John, isn't it? That- yeah, little, little John. Hey, John, can you say hi to Sean, John, and Uncle Jim? <laughs> we have a guest. We have a guest speaker. <laughs> hi, little John. I can't. Oh, he can't. Okay, oh, he can't. another time. Okay, another time, John. It's too bad. He probably is the only one who's going to offer anything of substance here. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but, but, John, but, uh, uh, what do you call it? Johnny? Back to your explanation. You're 100 percent right because they actually were good enough. The authors of this article were good enough to, to post pictures from his Facebook account, and as you would have it, right? We have him sitting at a table with sunglasses on, and by the way, that is a cheap watch. I zoomed in on it. Okay, it is a Timex, but he's trying to make it out to be like a badass watch. And <laughs> and he's got a bottle of Kettle One on his table, and how do you pronounce that? Vouve de Clos? What is that? Vouve Clicquot. Thank you. I think it's like, I think it's, I don't know, I think it's $60 at the liquor store, which means if you get it at a restaurant, it's around 120 Okay, but still, I would say constitutes as a playa. <laughs> Yes, certainly presenting like he's got money. Certainly enough money to afford a five thousand dollar ring on his own. Oh, yeah. what I think is great is he's he's trying very hard to be cool on this page. It's kind of like a dating page, like if you're on Tinder or like Match or something. You know, he tries to put up pictures that make him look rich and successful. He he forgets that it's a GoFundMe page. He's begging for money for an engagement ring. <laughs> so maybe not the best time to show off your expensive liquors and your pocket squares and all your nice suits. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Um, okay. But the author of this article, I'd like to, I'd like to jump on this. This is great. Cause he says, uh, at the end he goes, can you say baller baller? I think he means baller. <laughs> the, the man lives life like he's constantly in a Corona commercial and here he is begging from money for a ring. And oh yeah, he's not telling anyone who the lucky lady is and claiming that she doesn't have social media. And somehow he's actually gotten $20 from somebody. Looks like he's not fooling. Uh, not, it looks like he's not fooling many on his Facebook roster because apparently the guy not only has plenty of money, he's a player for real. <laughs> like, it's got these pictures of, oh, this guy's unbelievable. Manufacturing celebrity in America. Yeah. That's what this, I, I mean, this is really sick stuff. I, these guys are all delusional. <laughs> well, I know that all the girls I know are yeah. very turned on by a guy proclaiming himself a player for real. Like, if they had their doubts about him, as soon as they hear that, they are in. <laughs> uh, he's like he's like George Clooney all of a sudden. He's a oh, if you're a player for real, then wow, well, sign me up. <laughs> so yeah, that's like okay. But I, I so when you guys when you guys came up with this topic, right? I, I started looking, you know, through GoFundMe, you know, some of these things, and you know, most at least the you know the it's this is hardly you know great empirical methodology, but uh, you know, most of the stuff seems really legit. You know, I mean, at least on the surface, I mean, really great you know, sick children, th- things like that. Um, but I did come across a couple more and, you know, these guys are out of their minds and, and I'd like to meet, I got to tell you, whoever donated 20 bucks was his buddy. <laughs> yeah, I know. There is a $20 donation there. Yeah. The, the I, I should know that. 
I knew it's been shared two thousand times, and it got one twenty dollars donation. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly, everyone is laughing at him, and no one is actually going to give him money. <laughs> <laughs> because one guy said, "This guy fooled." One of the comments under the articles is, "This guy fooled me. I want my twenty bucks back." <laughs> <laughs> it's great because GoFundMe was a great idea. You know, the whole idea behind it is making an easier uh, method for transferring money to people who need it. So if someone in, you know, your town or something is involved in a horrible car accident and loses their job or, you know, their house burns down, it's a great way for people to come together and give them money uh, without, you know, having to make phone calls. It's a much easier way to share and publicize their situation and all that. Uh, And that's what it's designed for, people who really need it and are in really rough shape. But, of course, it devolves into uh, this, all kinds of hustlers and scammers and (laughs) incredibly entitled, entitled buffoons. Um, I've seen people, you know, overweight people who put together GoFundMe's for personal trainers or people who want nicer clothes and do GoFundMe's for that. I mean, it's just not to mention outright scam artists who just make things up, which are, there are a lot of too. Yeah, this right. guy, right. this guy's probably, this is probably a scam. I can't imagine it being a real story. <laughs> I was saying, I was saying <clears throat> that, uh, John's, uh, John's, my nephew, John's sister, so my niece, right? She had a friend who had, who had a, who had a great story. I mean, she was, um, she was actually going to enter into the convent to enter a life of service, you know, to her church in the community. I, I think a very laudable goal. We would all agree. Uh, certainly selfless, right? And, but in order to enter into the convent, um, you need to be debt-free and have your personal life put together. So she had, in college loans, she had achieved, I think, her master's degree. She had achieved about 40000 in loans and had satisfied and paid back about half of it. Now, $20,000 was left, and it would have probably taken her a few more years to come up with, to work, you know, pay life expenses and, and pay off that loan. So I thought that was a classic example of what that could be used for. I even donated to that. She, she actually, so she paid off, she paid off her, her, you know, through this GoFundMe, paid off her student loans, entered into a convent. And, I mean, that's great stuff. I mean, that's what it's for. Yeah, what, what, awesome. a, what, a, what a tremendous use of the Internet. Now, personally, you know, I mean, I personally wouldn't, you know, go into the seminary. But, you know, other people, you know, are far more spiritually elevated than me. And, and I love that. So, so when, Hey, it's not too late, Uncle Jim. It's not too yeah. late. Yeah. <laughs> I I actually uh, yeah I looked into it. They, I think it may be man. I'm really old, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're straight, and I think they're looking for guys like you. Yeah, you know you have a point there, man. Because you know they really did want to talk. <laughs> All right. So yeah, so this is interesting. This GoFundMe thing is kind of to a more serious point. The role of uh, of shame in America. Clearly, we've come a long way from the Scarlet Letter era. I mean, I think we've moved in the direction of less and less stigma and shame. And I think now we've probably gone a little too far to the opposite direction where, you know, even in like the 1930s or 1950s, uh, probably through the 60s, you know, poor people had the idea, yeah, we're poor but proud. You know, we don't ask anybody for anything and we're self-reliant and – now that's clearly, uh, you know, that culture has been yeah, drowning. Yeah, it, it, it went from shame to entitlement. Wow. Yes. Yeah, it, definitely. I, I, I wanted, oh, sorry, go ahead, Sean. I was going to add well, you, that. you see all these guys on the side of the road asking for money? And, yes. you know, you expect to see people who are mentally ill and dressed in rags and, you know, obviously have serious, serious problems. Lately, I've been seeing young people who are fairly well-dressed and clean. Like, they don't look to have anything, uh, you know, no no physical ailments you can see. They just uh, have a sign that says, I want money. You know, I lost my job. I want money. Yeah. So to get someone to stand out there, uh, I think there's a lot more supply of people willing to do that than there used to be. Yeah. Um, You know, I want to add to that because I this is kind of to that point. I I find this really fascinating. 
this has happened to me um, yeah, probably three or four times in the last couple of years where um, a well-dressed uh, kid, when I want to say kid, I want to say like late teens, early 20s, um, has come up to me at a gas station while they drove a car up and just basically said to me, yeah, it's my car over there and I don't have any money for gas. You know, and, and um, yeah, granted, <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, this has happened a few times. Now, here's the thing. Uh, in two of the instances, they were with um, a young man. They're both, they all happen to be women, right? And I watched, because you know, I, I try to be situationally aware, you know, um, and, and I watched the young man enter into the gas station and come out with a soda and a bag of chips. And, and this, and actually, this seriously, out of the three or four times it's happened, two of the times, the exact same thing happened, literally, couple together, well, you know, I'm not sure if they were dating, whatever, but, and, and, but what I found fascinating was there was no, uh, there was no hesitance, no, no humility, <clears throat> exhibited by this no shame and, no shame right and, and 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 i remember the first time i looked at her and and um i like to think of myself as a uh, you know decent human being trying to be compassionate and uh look i go your boyfriend just walked in and walked out of course he went to the front seat it was didn't want to stand around sitting in the car and he and he had a bag of funyuns and a coke <laughs> and i'm like it's five bucks worth of gas right there i'm like so <laughs> I, I i gotta ask you where do you get off asking me for money when Junior over there is chowing down on Funyuns and Coke? Go. You're, the floor is all yours. You know? and, and not only did she not give a shit about my question, she just moved on. Oh, I'm shocked. I'm shocked that she wasn't deeply hurt by your question. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know me, right? Oh, you know, John will tell you, you know, like, you know, Mr. Morality, always giving, you know, lectures. So, which is true. I'm, I'm totally guilty of it. So, so, and the other thing, too, though, is to add to Sean's point, is think about the housing crisis, right? When I was growing up as a kid, you defaulted on your mortgage, man. That was shameful. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. you were like, you just, like, in a way, you, there was one guy I remember in our neighborhood. And, and my neighborhood was predominantly, I, I want to say, blue-collar, predominantly uh, policemen, uh, firemen, all New York, you know, New York City. Uh, we lived in the suburbs. Uh, Con Edison workers, <clears throat> phone company guys, you know, hardworking guys. All, 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 frankly, you know, it had a big effect on my life, frankly, generally speaking, good men. One, uh, one guy in the neighborhood out of, uh, you know, whatever, 100, uh, defaulted uh, on his mortgage, and they had to move out. And apparently there was some talk the guy had, you know, a bit of a gambling problem, whatever. I, I don't know if that was ever validated. I have no idea. But the point was, this was a, uh, an absolute scandal. You, you know, like people were like, yeah. How do you, you don't pay your mortgage. You know, your pride was tied to that. Your, your name was tied to that. Hey, hey, now, I'm sorry. I just got an idea. I got to get it off there. Hey, no. Sean, when we put a website together for this, can we have a page called The Wall of Shame? Oh, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Start plugging people on that thing. We'll have Victim of the Week, just a big profile of someone who considers <laughs> himself to be a victim. And then we'll have The Wall of Shame, which will just be like a scrolling wall that includes... <laughs> I think we should also put ourselves on there. Yes, yeah. the, most, the most unflattering biography possible of each one of us. That will be too hard. That will not be hard for me, Sean. I could put that together in <laughs> yeah. 10 minutes. <laughs> Everything I did that I regret. Which be a long list. Everything, oh, God. Yeah, but that's it. I just want to tell you, like, seriously. And then that would, but, but now, you know, fast forward, you know, I live in Boca Raton, Florida. And about two years ago, I'm at dinner, you know, with some guy bragging about how he took home equity loans on the houses he bought was defaulting on all of them and is keeping the money. And, I, and, and literally, what I found fascinating 
was there was no moral outrage. I was seething. Okay, I have, and this is a good segue into my story next, but I have a townhouse, okay, that I have been underwater on for eight years that I am continuing to pay because my yeah. name is on that. Yeah. And I agreed to buy it, and it's called taking risk, and that's the thing about capitalism, right? So um, I have this townhouse, and I'm, I'm happy to report that I'm probably going to sell it in about two months. I finally got a contract on the damn thing, and I'm going to take my nice. loss and move on. You know, I, yeah. But the point was I had to carry this thing. And, and I made provisions because that's how you do business. Hey, Uncle Jimmy, what happens to that guy when he defaults on all the houses, but he took out – so his credit is ruined, but he gets to keep all that money? Yeah, pretty much. He gets to keep all that money, and that, which is – to me, I, I can't believe it's not – how are you not putting the guy in handcuffs? Is yeah, exactly. That's, I, you're I, supposed I, to pay the money like back, but if you spend it and you don't have the money, then they can't get it from you. Yeah, and, wow. and which is why you know, with this particular guy, I, I, I'm, I'm assuming because I know these, these criminals all you know, have the stuff figured out. They probably had a safe and had the loot in there. You know, so, so, I mean, I, I just, and he was really, really excited about like how he got over on the system. And, and, and the, the fascinating thing to me was, is I'm, my head's about to spin off my body is no one at the table. Even it even occurred to him that this was somehow just unethical, immoral, and just flat out wrong. Yeah, well, you know, just being fu- polite like you, and they didn't want to ruin the dinner party by yelling at him. But yeah, right. Actually, maybe yeah, that's they might just been polite. It, it's they're like, that Uncle Jim, I thought he'd say something. What a wimp. I can't believe he <laughs> Yeah, right, exactly. They're probably going, yeah, I thought, yeah, how about you, how come you didn't say anything? You're the finance guy. You didn't say anything, man. We don't know. We're looking at you. <laughs> hey, hey, so Uncle I can't Jimmy. Jim was okay with that. It, now that you mentioned uh, being the owner of a townhouse, w- that kind of segues into our victim of the week, your renter. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, John. As a matter of fact, this is great. Okay, so I get this townhouse, right? I, I have the tenant from hell. No, no, honestly. So I do everything possible. Just, there's a moral imperative here. Yeah, like, it's Florida. It's 110 degrees. You know, you got to make sure the air conditioning works, right? I mean, that's cool. It's a nice condo. I'll just tell the listeners. I, I've been there. It's, it's really nice. It's like yeah, it's, a three-floor three story, condo with a garage. It's, yeah, it's all new construction. It's, everything's new. It's yeah, functional. Awesome. Tops, right? Yeah, things yeah, yeah, are great. Nice. Right. So, uh, so this – this woman is, is just brutal. So, so about, you know, every month I just get this ridiculous call, right? For the last one, and I'll save the last one for the best because this is why she's victim of the week. So, yeah, last one is like, uh, you know, I get a call. Oh, my God, the, 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 the heat, this one's great. The heat on the, that, that beats down on the front door uh, expands the door so much that my daughter is trapped inside and she can't get out, right? Huh. You with me on this? I'm like, well, there's this thing called the garage or maybe the back door. <laughs> and, you know, and, and, and so, you know, I, I got it. You know, I, I get this fix it guy who goes over and going, you know, like, which I, he is way underpaid to put up with this woman. And, and I go, I give his name Caesar, man. Hey, Caesar, God, I can't even deal with this woman. Could you go over and fix this? She's like, yeah, yeah, it's not stuck, man. And just kind of like, uh, so he's like, I, I got it. Right. And then, so I get one of these dopey calls at least once a month. Right. She's a total pain in the ass. Now. The Wait, best. So, so the door was not stuck. No, it was like the door wasn't stuck. Oh, he, he, you know, basically would have required a little effort. You know, my, you know, I, you know your average ten-year-old could open the door. But let's put it that way. Seriously, he just went there and opened the door, and then he left. Yeah, he, he went there. No, he went there, and he's like, and he got out his tool, and in about thirty seconds, shaved down a little piece, and everyone was happy, and the world didn't end. And I was like, okay, great. But the, the, you know, you got to understand that the, her daughter was trapped inside. This was now a safety issue, right? But the best, right? I get this text at five o'clock in the morning. Right? The fire alarm is going off like crazy. 
She's from New York, so I'm, I'm adding. <laughs> like crazy. Like crazy. And, and, and I can't sleep, and this is insufferable, and you have to get here right now and fix this. This is 5 in the morning, right? And I'm like, oh, God, no. I go, and then she sends back another text every 15 minutes. All right, long story short, you know what's happening? You know when your fire alarm, uh, pardon me, your smoke alarm goes, uh, the battery's going dead? <laughs> it starts right. beeping because the battery's low? Yeah, it beeps about <laughs> every minute and a half and, and, or whatever it is, every <laughs> intermittently. And it, can be, and it can be annoying, you know? And so this victim of the week, right? And literally, I was getting texts every 15 minutes from 5 a.m., of which I resoundingly turned off my phone and said, good luck. Uh. And, and so she, uh, she didn't, and she says, she like, it's not her responsibility to do this. And she was going to sue me. <laughs> she sounds like Saul Rosenberg from right, the Saul Jerky Rosenberg. Boys. I'm going to sue you for punitive damages that you're giving me. But here's the best part of the story. Okay, she's shockingly is divorced. And so she um, had her, get this, ex-husband come over with a ladder because the, you know, her ladder apparently was good enough. And he did this at uh, 830 and all is well in the condo right now. But so poor guy, bad decision all those years ago. He's still paying for it. Right. Uh. I, I, I'm like, man, <laughs> let me tell you something. If that was my ex-wife, I don't think I would have been doing that. <laughs> so that's my victim of the week, man. Yeah, no way. No way. Does this woman not have any shame? She's a real credit to the gender. Would yeah. not would not survive for a minute on her own if she can't change her own goddamn batteries. Like, there's a joke about this. Uh, You know, how many Germans or whatever does it take to change a light bulb? I mean, like, it's literally that exact same joke just applied to this woman. (laughs) It's almost equally simple to change a fucking battery. Oh, I know. And and by the way, anyone who's been around since the invention of seatbelts in cars knows you got to change your freaking smoke alarm batteries. I mean, even even society with the guys who turn back the clocks, you know, like for daylight savings times, every news report in the world is like, hey, by the way, it's also a good time to change smoke alarm batteries. (laughs) I don't know. I got to give you credit. Someone needs to give you credit for this. You could not pay me enough to be a landlord. Oh, oh, listen, (laughs) for for anyone who's uh, dumb enough to listen to us three, being being in the landlord business absolutely sucks. <laughs> it, it really does. And I'm, I think I'm a reasonable guy. I really am. I'm like, and I'm like, oh, you people are killing me. It could be and worse. Way, she, oh. could be, she could be cooking meth in your townhouse. I know. Oh, that would be just such a nightmare. Oh, God. Thank God. At least I got dull people. Yeah. Oh, man. So. <laughs> Victim of the week goes out to your tenant. Thank you. All right. So, uh, one other thing I wanted to get to, I want to make sure we got to it today, which is just everyone, um, uh, you know, I asked you guys to find something that you wanted to talk about, something that you're interested in. Um, do you have something in mind, everybody? Uh, my tenant, maybe? I, well, I, <laughs> I, I can go first. I, go. I, I read an article, so I don't like Ted Cruz. I just, I won't pretend uh, like I'm impartial. I don't like him. I don't like, I don't like his stupid face. I don't like how when he's talking, it almost like appears as though he's talking to people like they're babies, you know, they're stupid. And so I just, I can't stand the guy. So anyway, I came across this article that sort of like, it seems to make everything make sense about Ted Cruz. It's his, uh, it's his freshman year (laughs) college roommate who has hated this guy since freshman year and was like furious when he became uh, a senator, and he couldn't believe it. So anyway, um, he he goes on to describe 
something that he would do back freshman year in college. Apparently, uh, and this is um, this is a quote. I would end up fielding the girls' complaints. Could you please keep your roommate out of our hallway? What he was doing was he was putting on a bathrobe and walking to the other end of the hallway where all the girls were and hanging out, and they would describe him as creepy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, my, one of my friends had a roommate freshman year of college, and the first week when you're just kind of, you know, just getting to know each other, my friend, you know, it was warm, and, and he had no air conditioning, so he, uh, he slept with his shirt off. So he's got a lofted bed, you know, like a bunk bed kind of thing. So he's, yeah. he's up there, you know, like eight yeah. feet or whatever. And he wakes up, this guy is leaning over his loft, like he stepped on a stool or something, was rubbing lotion on my friend's bare chest. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? I I think you win on that one, Sean. You you go away away to college, you go by yourself, you don't know anybody, and the only person you have to talk to is this guy who's... (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) The second or third day uh, is rubbing lotion on your chest in the middle of the night. It was like four in the morning. Yeah, that's. I got to tell you that that's. Yeah, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, "Wow, that is the creepiest thing ever." Yeah, (laughs) it really is. What do you say to that? Oh, hi. Uh, Yeah, I guess we're not going to be buddies. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) request an immediate transfer is what you do. Okay, so (laughs) so I found my favorite part. The college freshman goes, "I have plenty of problems with his politics, but truthfully, his personality is so awful that ninety nine percent of why I hate him is just his personality if, <laughs> if he agreed with me on every issue, I would hate him only one percent less <laughs> and well, I could it's pretty totally see but... it I could totally yeah. see it i uh oh, can i can i go next because uh uh sean can i okay so um, yeah, as i'll let you uh finish up i gotta run but all right cool so uh, i'll see you next time all see right you. man all right hey guys the uh, the interesting thing in my the interesting thing in my week is that after john brought this up last week about the protester in ireland his name is jamie harrington i believe uh, i've decided yeah. that uh, i want to be his buddy okay i'm gonna look him up and become his friend because this is the guy that said this what am I protesting for? Pay your bills. <laughs> Just pay your fucking water. <laughs> Just pay your fucking water. Bills. So he's my new buddy, and that's all I got, brother. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, just so you know, uh, he was only joking. He actually supports uh, everyone getting water delivered to their sinks for free. But that's why I like the guy, because he wasn't even remotely invested in this, and he's just being a pain in the ass. Exactly. <laughs> and actually, if he supports the cause, I mean, what he did drew so much attention to it. So, yeah, exactly. I love that kid. Uh, Pay your fucking water bills. Pay water bills. Okay, so I guess uh, that's, it. that's about the end of our podcast, isn't it? Okay. Until the next one, we'll find uh, – I'm sure someone will do something worth talking about. And uh, we are completing the narrative, guys. All right. Have a great week, man. Bye-bye.